Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Hurricanes win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our thanks to our guests in the first hour, Travis Ford and Kevin Kalish, the men's basketball and soccer coaches, respectively, at St. Louis University. We had them on together, and that was really fun to hear them talking about each other. And pretty special thing going on right now at St. Louis University with those two and much more. I mean, look at what Katie Shields has done with the women's soccer team, Lisa Stone and women's hoops trying to get things going there, and much, much more at St. Louis University. So thanks to both of them for being with us. Thanks to Wayne Gretzky. We got to play part of that interview. Uh, The interview was from the Musial Awards that I did. Uh, It was nice to hear the great one again. This hour, Lauren Lovett with her NFL picks. Katie Wu talks Cardinal baseball with me. Right now, they're getting close to announcing the college football playoff teams. My prediction is it's going to go Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. If any other team has any slight chance of a case, it would be Notre Dame who doesn't have, well, they have a coach now, Marcus Freeman, but their coach, Brian Kelly, left to go to LSU in the middle of all this. I mean, just come on. Anyway, he they have a slight case, but they lost to Cincinnati. So the, to me, they have zero, but I can understand how, why some people might think that they would have at least they would have a resume that is college football playoff worthy. They just don't belong in this particular top four. Cincinnati beat them. And I don't care how many teams Notre Dame beat, and they did beat a lot, and they had nine Power Five wins. Uh, Cincinnati beat them, so that there's not to me it, it would be completely ridiculous if they were knocked out by if they knocked Cincinnati out of the top four. It's silly. Uh, Oklahoma they had a case for a little while until they lost uh, and got knocked out of their own. 
uh, situation there in, in the college football playoff. I thought they were a lot better than what they were ranked in the playoff rankings. But anyway, uh, they missed their chance. And then their coach left for USC, Lincoln Riley. He left too. Uh, they're very close to announcing, according to multiple sources, Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator, is very close to being the new head coach at Oklahoma. And Venables would know all about Oklahoma because he was there as defensive coordinator from 2004 to 2011. Before that, he was the co-defensive coordinator. In fact, he was on the national championship team coaching staff in 2000. He coached for Bob Stoops for a long time. So that would be an excellent selection by Joe Castiglione at OU if Brent Venables would take over at Oklahoma, the defensive coordinator at Clemson. We'll take a break. We'll talk some football with Lauren Lovett, our NFL picks. Let's see what she's got this time. I've got her right now in the standings. She's going to have to start taking some uh, really big wins against me if she's going to catch me. We'll get into that coming up next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And a key block. By the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. It is that time. Sports on a Sunday continues. And on this Sunday morning, sports on a Sunday morning, we welcome back Lauren Lovett. I've been gone for a couple weeks, and so is Lauren. But we did make our picks, didn't we, Lauren? We did. We did indeed. We did. We went back and forth uh, over text message, made our picks. And as it turns out, I gained a little ground on you. Now, you had a couple of good weeks. In fact, I think the last time we were on the air was the week that you dominated me, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was the week before that. At any rate, as it turns out, I went 7-5 and five last week, you went 5-7, and seven, and now I'm up six games. Do I have that right? You have that correct, yes. Okay. That's accurate. All right. But, you're. I mean, we've got time. I mean, this is week 13 in the NFL. There's still lots of time to catch me, and I know this has been very tight. Think about that now. After all those games, 12 weeks of games, we're only six games apart. So we'll see I know, what happens. I know. And that last week, last week was my was the doozy for me because the week before is when I was back up. So I was only four back because I beat you in three games that week, which was beautiful. And mm. last week, those two games just bit me in the butt. So anyways. Yeah, it was there's tough. A there's it was a tough. lot of season left. Yeah, there's a lot of season left. These are some uh, tough games. Some of these are tough to pick. So. We'll get it going. Do you want to go first, Lauren? Um, yeah, I'll go first today. Okay, let's go Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tom Brady takes his Bucks into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Who do you have? Uh, I am taking Tampa Bay today for sure. The Falcons had a great win against Jacksonville. They're healthy again. Uh, Cora Darrell Patterson had, that, had a great game last week. Um, I thought he was out last week, and that is what cost me one of my losses. I said... Uh, so I didn't know. I thought he was playing. But as amazing as he is, he can't uh, carry the whole team on his back. I think their offensive line will have a hard time keeping the Bucks defensive front on the backfield. 
The Bucks already handled the Falcons once this season. I expect them to do it again today. Taking TV 12 and the Bucks to win. And that was one of the wins that I needed there. Uh, Patterson was great, explosive runner, no doubt, and I was able to get that win. I was actually in Atlanta listening to my friend Wes Durham call the game on the Falcons radio network on my way to the airport, uh, and I was happy to hear it. At any rate, I'm not taking them. I'm taking Tampa Bay. <laughs> I got yeah, I have to uh, ride the Bucks here. Tom Brady has that team playing well or at least scoring well. See if that defense uh, can limit the Falcons a little bit better than they did against the Colts. Arizona at Chicago uh, as we trade back and forth as to who picks first. Boy, it's tempting here. It is tempting to take the Bears at home, but I understand Kyler Murray is starting. I understand DeAndre Hopkins is starting, and I understand that the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the Chicago Bears, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are yet to lose on the road this season. I certainly don't see them losing to the mediocre at best Bears. Um, I mean, Murray is still dealing with that ankle sprain, but I think even on their best days, I don't see the Bears getting the win. I, too, am taking the Cardinals on the road today. What about the Chargers at Cincinnati? Interesting game there. Who do you like? Oh, this was a tough one. Um, LA's defense has been up and down this year. I think, I just think this is going to be a tough game for the Chargers. The Bengals have been playing so well. They lit up Pittsburgh last weekend. Um, they've been running the ball so well these last few weeks. Joe Mixon has been playing out of his mind. Herbert is a great quarterback. You know I love him, but I feel like he has to be almost perfect to win. The Bengals are just looking too good to pass on. I made that mistake last week. I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to take Cincy today. Yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati as well. They did a number on the Steelers, and there's a lot on the line in this game, and I think they'll play really well at home against the Chargers, who tend to give up a lot of rushing yards. I got the Bengals over the Chargers as well. Minnesota at Detroit, I'm tempted here too. Uh, to take the home team to get its first win. I really want to, but Minnesota is still kind of hanging around here. The Vikings are 5-6. and six. Uh, They mm-hmm. have really dominated the Lions historically, at least uh, in the last few years. Uh, they don't have Dalvin Cook, but I still like him. I'm going to go Vikings on the road. Yeah, I, I kind of was on the fence with this one, too, just because I feel like Detroit is due. And they actually... Um, I'm trying to think. I think they only barely beat the Lions in week five when they met them. But Minnesota has recently had two impressive wins over the Chargers and the Packers. I do think the Lions have a chance to win today, but I don't think they will. I'm going to take the Vikings. All right, so we've agreed on the first four games. Giants at Miami. Four and seven Giants at the five and seven Dolphins. Lauren, who do you like there? The Dolphins have looked impressive over the last few weeks. Uh, Tua looks like he's had something to prove, and he has, in my opinion. He put up a monster game against the Panthers. I think he went 27 for 31, 230 yards, and a touchdown last week. He and Waddle just really made it look too easy. The Giants are a beatable team, and Miami has defeated teams much tougher than them in these last few weeks. Um, All that being said, I'm going to take the Dolphins today. You know what? I'm going to do it also. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I just don't like the Giants' offense, really. And uh, if they don't have Daniel Jones, that's a real problem. The Giants, this is a weird stat. The Giants are the only team that's never lost to the Dolphins on the road. I don't know why that is, but that is actually the truth. Uh, But I don't think it matters in this game. I'm with you. I think Tua and the Dolphins get the job done. Philadelphia at the Jets. Oh, my. Uh, The Eagles are 5-7. and The Jets sitting there at three and eight. Uh, this is kind of an ugly game. I, you know, the Jets just don't do well against Philly, and I still mm-hmm. like the Eagles here. I think the Eagles on the road, Lauren. 
I agree. I mean, I like the Eagles here. Jalen is Hurts is still a little bit beat up, but he's going to play. The Eagles have looked pretty legit the last four weeks. The Jets are just too inconsistent for my liking. I think the Eagles will run the ball really well today. I I don't know if it'll be a total blowout, but the Eagles are clearly the better team. So I'm going to take Philly to win today. Who do you like? Indianapolis at Houston. The Colts on the road against the Texans. The Colts are coming off a tough loss to the Bucks, but they get a nice break playing against the Texans this week. They should run the heck out of the ball today. Jonathan Taylor should have a full workload and put up some serious yardage against a Texans defense that can't stop the run. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts today. I'm going to do the same. I really like this Colts team. They're 6-6. Six and six. I think they're actually better than that. And I really like Jonathan Taylor. Just give him the ball and let him – Take control, and he's one of the big reasons why Carson Wentz has looked really good, I think. Uh, Washington at Vegas. This is a very close game and very tough Mm -hmm. to pick. Um, I am the one who has to make the first pick here. Boy, I, you know, I I have gone against the Raiders time and again. Um, I think that Washington has been a little more impressive than I thought. I feel like both of these teams are teams that I've really picked against a lot of the year. And they've proven me wrong. So I've got to take somebody. I'm going to go with the home team. I will take the Raiders today in what I think will be a close game. Uh, we're, we're going to be the same here, too. I have to say Washington has looked really good these last few weeks, winning three in a row. And But, again, not to take away from what they've done, I just don't think that they can continue this run. The Raiders looked great on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. I think with Waller out, Carr is going to be forced to air it out today, and I think he's at his best when he's playing that type of football. So I think that momentum that they have from last week, they will take with them and exploit a very banged-up Washington defense and get the win at home today. Jacksonville at the Rams. This looks a little lopsided, but I'll let you make the first pick. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford has been having some midseason struggles throwing pick six and three state games. They definitely did not look like themselves against the Packers last week. But, I mean, this should be a gimme. Uh, the Rams should bounce back and bounce back big against the Jags today. I am going to take the Rams. I think so, too. I think the Rams get the job done at home. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh. I have to pick this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think the uh, this is a great rivalry. Uh, this is a good battle. Um, I just the Steelers just don't look good to me and the Ravens do. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. I, he you know, he can gamble. He'll throw picks. Uh, but the Ravens run the football and so does he. I mean, he will take off and and get the job done. Uh, it's um, this is going to be a battle, though. I mean, the Steelers tend to when they have to fight for their lives. They play well, but I'm still going mm-hmm. Ravens on the road, Lauren. Yeah, I agree with you here, too. I mean, Roethlisberger's performance against the Bengals was pretty atrocious. I mean, that's a definite departure from what we've seen from him in recent weeks. The Ravens haven't looked as solid as they have been either, but I think Lamar's illness was a factor for sure in these last couple games. Uh, I just can't trust the Steelers' rush defense or run offense, frankly. So I just think that they also, I think, don't have T.J. Watt. That leaves a big gap. I expect Lamar to look and play like Lamar today. I'm going to take the Ravens on the road to win. San Francisco at Seattle. What do you have there? The 49ers at the Seahawks. Ugh, who cares? I don't <laughs> even know where to begin with Seattle. Oh, my gosh. Russell Wilson and their offense has been terrible. Their offensive line has been awful. I mean, last week's game was mind-numbingly boring, in my opinion. I agree. So that's what I'd say about Seattle. So I think you know where I'm going with this. 
Uh, Jimmy G has been playing really well since coming back from injury. They don't have Debo, but they got Kittle, who should be ready for some action, I think, after a pretty quiet week last week. 49ers defense has been playing well, and I think they can shut down whatever Seattle throws their way. I'm taking the 49ers. You know, I want to pick against you because we've picked the same all the way through here, but I'm not the one that needs to gain ground here. You do. And (laughs) and I really am disappointed in the Seahawks. I mean, they, they have been... So bad, and DK Metcalf is on one of my fantasy teams. I spent way oh. too much money for him in an auction, and he has produced nothing. And it's not his fault necessarily. That whole no, offense he's about to lose his mind. Yeah, that yeah. whole offense has yeah. been bad. I cannot see them yep. winning another game the way they play on offense. Now, watch, they'll go no, win today. Uh, but right. I, I'm going to go 49ers on the road as well. So Denver okay. at Kansas City. That is tonight on KMOX, and that, folks, is a showdown. I think the Broncos at the Chiefs is just one of the great rivalries in the AFC West. I look forward to hearing Mitch Holtis call it right here. Uh, I am going Chiefs at home. I can't see them losing another very important game against the Broncos, Lauren. Yep, I agree. I mean, this should be an awesome game. I'm I'm super pumped to watch it. This is an important game for both of these teams. They're competing for the lead in the AFC West. Chiefs are coming off a bye. They've won, what, now four in a row after a pretty rocky start to the season. Their defense has been playing well. They're playing at home. I do think this will be a close game, a competitive game, but I just can't see the Chiefs losing this one. I'm going to take them to win today. We'll have it tonight on KMOX with a 6 o'clock pregame and a 7.20 kickoff. And finally, the Monday night game, your New England Patriots, who are on fire right now, visit the Uh, Buffalo Bills. Oh, baby, you get to pick this one. Patriots at Bills. Who do you have? I think you know where I'm going with this one. I mean, this is the game of the weekend. The first place for AFC East is at stake. Can we just, I mean, Patriots winning six in a row. And not only are they winning, the last six have come by an average of 24.7 points. They currently lead the league in points per game allowed. I mean, so impressive. I just can't even say enough about how amazing this team has been. I mean, Bill Belichick is just, if he's not coach of the year, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, I just beyond impressive what they've been able to do. I obviously want them to win today, but more than that, I trust them more than I trust the Bills right now. The Patriots have been steady Eddie, and the Bills have been a little bit sporadic. The Pats are also a perfect 5-0 and on the road, so I'm going to take my hometown team today. I'm going with my New England Patriots. I have three words for you. Let's go <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Bills on Monday night football, so we basically can just skip ahead to Monday for the showdown because it's the yeah. only game that we're picking against each other. I've got the Bills at home against the Patriots on Monday night football. They need it. They've got to get it, and I think that they will. I think they're going to sneak one out against the Patriots and hold Mac Jones down uh, finally, but uh, it, it won't be easy. It's going to be a great, great football game. Uh, Lauren, sure. always a pleasure. What's your fantasy tip of the week? Oh, I actually really like Kirk Cousins today. Um, obviously playing against the Lions who are still winless, just allowed Andy Dalton to throw for 317 yards. Cousin who has much better weapons than the Bears should cease on Detroit. I'd stack him with Madison in week five against Detroit. He rushed 25 times for 113 yards and with Delvin Cook out, Madison should get a good amount of the touches today. Wow. Uh, I I like that tip quite a bit because I have Cousins on my fantasy team, and I've got uh, a little bit of a decision to make here because, and let me ask you, I'll just ask you on the air, Kyler Murray starting today. Mm -hmm. He currently is sitting on my bench with Cousins starting. Is that a good move? Should I go Cousins or should I go Murray? How about that? I would go. I, I mean, they're both great options, but I personally would go with Cousins today. Yeah. I just think he's going to light it up. 
against the Lions. I think I'm going to ride it, too. Lauren, always a pleasure. Thanks for the visit. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Lauren, love it with us on KMOX. We'll come back. Katie Wu of The Athletic will be along with us to talk Cardinal baseball from my garage happy hour. That's next. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning. It's 1133. The college football playoff committee has announced its selections and the number one team in the land going into the college football playoff is Alabama. Number two is Michigan. Number three, Georgia. And number four, rounding out the college football playoff, Cincinnati at 13 and 0. So it was, as I predicted, I don't think it's too much of a surprise that it's that one through four. So that means Alabama will play Cincinnati and Michigan will play Georgia on December 31st in the college football playoff with the winners facing each other. And if I had to take a guess, I would say that Alabama and Georgia will be favored in their respective games. Bama by a sizable margin, Georgia by a slim margin. And if they win those games, they'll have another game. They'll have a rematch. Alabama and Georgia in the national championship. I don't know if anybody wants an all-SEC national championship, but you could very well get it. Those two teams are the two best teams in the country. So there you go. College football playoff is Alabama against Cincinnati, Michigan against Georgia. We will have much more analysis and let you know once they announce where Mizzou is going coming up. But first, my visit with Katie Wu of The Athletic on the Garage Happy Hour on the KMOX Sports Facebook page where we discussed our current situation. The Major League Baseball lockout is still underway, and it's likely to be underway for a while. Not a lot of pressure right now to get something going. No, I don't think the the pressure is necessarily on. I think it's it's a demoralizing thing, right? I mean, everyone here is invested in, in baseball's longevity in the industry and, and has some sort of emotional connection to this sport. And it's disheartening to see a work stoppage. This is the first lockout or work stoppage of any kind that I've experienced in my life. Um, you know, I, I wasn't born for the 1994 strike. I had no idea what that really entailed. Um, and it's, it's demoralizing, I think, but I don't think that it's necessarily time to panic yet. You know, there's still plenty of weeks before crunch time, which is like middle of January, when when both sides can start looking and seeing, okay, if we don't start negotiating soon, spring training is going to get impacted, the regular season could get impacted, both sides are going to lose revenue. And that's the one thing that both sides can agree on is they don't want to lose revenue. So yes, it's absolutely awful. And, and fans are suffering the most here because it's just another low blow for, for baseball and, and what has just been a really ugly negotiation process for the last few years. But there is still time to be optimistic about this. So let's keep our fingers yeah, no doubt. I mean, as you definitely have, and I have, you know, you've had interviews, people have asked you about it for the last 24 or so hours or even longer than that. I mean, we had you on a couple of weeks ago uh, with Mike Claiborne and I've had a lot of people asking about this myself. And I, I mean, there's no way I could take a side anyway, not that I would um, reporting on the story, but you know, I'm on the side of the fans here. I mean, I, I just don't want this sport to and I'm not going to point the finger at either side. I'm just telling both sides. I do not want this sport to go through what it went through in the mid '90s. It took a step back, and it actually took a home run race and steroids, uh, and steroids. to get 
to get this back. And, and Cal Ripken, um, his, his streak was, that was an amazing moment, but I don't want to go there. I mean, the NFL and the NBA are ahead of this league right now and baseball needs young fans. It needs interest. It does not need this. That said, it is serious um, from a financial standpoint to both sides. Uh, the, the owners and players want to make money. Just, your overview of where this let me let me give you my quick overview and then you can respond to this but it's basically this the players want money and they want it earlier uh they also don't want teams to tank and the owners are saying well hold on a second this is a sport where you have unlimited funds anyway i mean there is no salary cap in this sport i kind of have have these two sides right and that's how far apart they are you know, before I even start, I gotta I gotta crack it open because it's, yeah. it's not what, do you, what do you have, by the way? Yeah, I have a very classy watermelon high noon. That well, you know, it's good for you. I'm ha- I'm drinking Templeton Rye, so I'm going just a tad harder. Yeah, Although good I just, for you. yeah, it is it is it it takes care of you. I I just I uh, just poured it. Uh, but you know, what do you think about that? I mean, that's kind of where we are, and th- it tells me that there is a significant gap. Or if I could steal a line from. The Cardinals, uh, when Mike Schill was dismissed, there are philosophical differences between uh, both sides. I never want to hear that phrase again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like like you, Tom, I'm not here to, to point fingers at, at either side and say, you know, this is what should be done and this is how people should negotiate. I, I just really feel like it's very detrimental to the fan base right now. And baseball is already – I hate to be one of those people that's like baseball is dying. I don't think baseball is dying, but I do think no. there is a genuine lack of interest in the sport – because of negotiations like this and baseball can't afford it to go down this track and keep fighting over money, whether or not either side believes they have a cause, which obviously they do. And again, I can't really pick sides here. Like you, Tom, I'm, I'm over here trying to be obje- as objective as possible, Right. but it really will come down to revenue and, and finances. And I think fans who are already so dismayed or, or maybe just not interested in the game don't want to see that they don't, whether or not, it's fair to either side. They don't want to see billionaires and millionaires. And I know not every single major league player is a millionaire, of course. But from a fan perspective, they don't want to see that. They just want everyone to come together, especially after 2020 and that shortened season. And just negotiations that have been, I mean, this work stoppage lockout rumor has been looming for, for years now. And now it's here. And I just feel like fans overall deserve better than what the sport is doing right now. And I like to think of myself as an internal optimist and, and hopefully by February we're back on track to what should be a very exciting 2022 season, but we have to get there first. Yeah. That was my next question to you and kind of get your gut feeling on the timeline of this is, you know, I've already mentioned that I think it's going to linger a little bit. That's the big question is, will they play? I think they'll play, but I, I do think, think they're going to make everybody sweat and, and, and including themselves. And I, I think you're going to get into probably mid January before they start talking again. Um, and February when spring training starts, and we're actually a lot closer to that than people think. I mean, we're two months away from players starting to go down there to Jupiter mm-hmm. or to Arizona if you're, if you're there. So we're that close. So we're talking eight weeks that when you look at it from that perspective, it doesn't seem like, uh, that much time, especially with Christmas and the holidays approaching. Oh, no, I think it'll escalate very quickly. It's easy to to look at this as December 2nd and, and think, oh, we have to wait all the way until the middle of February to have an answer. I think you're right. I think mid-January is the, the primed target time of when negotiations need to pick up. Again, nobody wants 
the season to be impacted and they all have their reasons, but it ultimately boils down to revenue. So once spring training gets impacted, that impacts revenue and neither side wants that. Um, I think mid-January, if there hasn't been any uptick in negotiations, then we start to panic a little bit, but I do think it'll be uncomfortable. And, you know, the way that this season, at least for me, is gone, I'm fully prepared to get like a three days notice that I need to be in Jupiter and, and pack my stuff up and go. Grab my suitcase, grab my cat, we'll go. That's right. Yeah, that is definitely how it's gone for sure. Uh, it has been quite the season for you, no doubt. I mean, and you, you look at the Cardinals, a team that looked like they were done and then pulled off a 17 game winning streak and then their managers dismissed and we've been down that road and we, we've We've talked about all of that. Now they have Ali Marmel, who's a wonderful guy, young guy, but absolutely knows the game. I think you've replaced a good guy with a good guy. Uh, and it's a good baseball team. Did you like what they did with Steven Matz? And what do you think about where they stand right now? Is there some unfinished business? I thought the Steven Matz signing was perfect for what this team needs. Like, look, they coming into 2021, I think the front office learned from their mistake. They did not have enough pitching depth. They came in hopeful that they had enough starters of course you never picture jack flirty going down you never picture the abundance of injuries they had early on but ultimately it wasn't enough and they were relying on a lack of arms and more importantly a lack of strikes to get them through the season and it backfired on them and completely derailed their first half of the season did it lead to a really cool 17 game winning streak and a very improbable comeback that will be remembered for decades to come yes but of course no one wants it to resort to that no one wants to do or four or five months of, of mediocre baseball and have a miracle comeback launch them in just to lose the wild card. Uh, this is St. Louis, as I'm reminded so often. Expectations are very high here, and, and they should be for what this club is capable of doing. For Stephen Matz, they, essentially the Cardinals got what they were looking for. They were looking for a middle-of-the-rotation arm, a left-hander preferably, since Adam Wainwright, Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis, and Dakota Hudson are all right-handers. They get a durable, consistent guy, ground ball rate. We know the Cardinals' defense. We cannot say how good they are enough. I think he's exactly what they were looking for. No, he's not a splashy name like Scherzer or Stroman, but the Cardinals were never going to be in on those kinds of arms anyway because they don't think that they need them. They like the depth they have. They like Jake Woodford in the swingman spot. You know, they have their top prospects coming up. They have ways to tinker with the rotation. They wanted Mats. That was their top priority, and I thought that it was very important that they got it done before any kind of lockout. Now, of course, I don't think that their, their work is done by any means. I mean... They lost, what, seven pitchers to free agency. They wanted to bring back some more relievers. They brought back TJ McFarland in what was pretty much a, a no-brainer decision. Yeah. Thought about bringing back Luis Garcia, but essentially it came down to the Cardinals who operate, I don't want to say cheaply because I do not think that's fair, but they operate conservatively in the free agency market. Ultimately waiting to see kind of what this season is going to look like after these negotiations. So, for example, they didn't feel comfortable pursuing a bench bat if they didn't know if there was going to be universal DH. They weren't comfortable pursuing some of the relief arms they've been linked to because they don't know what their market is like and if they're going to be overpaying or underpaying. And those kinds of answers take time. So I know that it's frustrating to, to not hear the Cardinals linked to the big names, especially in the short start market or, or any of the starting pitchers. But we have to remember the Cardinals MO and free agency is not really the big splash. Those usually happen via trades. It's these small incremental upgrades. And that's what I thought Stephen Matt says. Boy, it feels good to talk baseball again, and it's only it been like a day, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I and look, I, you know, I do. I'm allowed to to um, 
you know, talk freely about this. I mean, yes, I do broadcast for the Cardinals, but I'm not a Cardinals employee. I, I, I work for KMOX. So I mean, I, but I'm not talking about the negotiations here. I'm just saying going into it, I do think it was the right approach. I think you got to be a little careful here. You don't know for sure. By the way, we don't know for sure. I, I We're assuming there's going to be a DH in the National League, but you don't like go throw money at a Kyle Schwarber if you don't know for sure exactly. uh, what's going to happen on the other end. Um, we'll see what they end up doing here. But I think you're right. I think there were some teams that played their hand a little slow and maybe by surprise. I mean, the Yankees didn't go crazy. The, mm-hmm. the Dodgers didn't go crazy. They lost. Giants the didn't? Dodgers. No, not really. Yeah, Giants mm-hmm. didn't. Um, it, yeah, they made some smart moves. Uh, Rangers went nuts, but they've done this before. Uh, we, I we've commend seen them this- for that. Yeah, any hey, team yeah. That, that was big spenders, you know, that's that's great. Spend that money, make your team a learning. I thought it was great the Rangers did what they did, and and the Mets. I'll, although I, I like, uh, I could call it Cohen's Revenge Tour um, after not getting <laughs> totally. <the Mets. laughs> oh, there's yeah, no I think doubt that's, that's good for the game too. Yeah, no doubt that was the Cohen Revenge Tour. The Mets are trying to steal. They're always trying to get headlines from the Yankees. They're always trying to get uh, big in New York and. I've always respected the Mets for that. They've always they've always done what they could. I thought that was it was a little over the top. I like Max Scherzer. I mean, they're paying Max Scherzer in one year what the Cardinals are paying Stephen Matz in four years. It's you know, it's pretty typical of the New York Mets. But uh, they'll be good. You know, they're, I don't think there's they any doubt be. they've they've bulked up and they'll be good. The, the Braves, the World Champions, are going to be smart and they'll be good. Uh, I think you look at the National League and the Cardinals are contenders, but they have work to do, don't they? I mean, they need. As you mentioned, bullpen arms, um, they do need that power bat. Do, does it need to be a lefty bat? I think it does. Do, do you think it does? I think so, just because when you look at how dependent the Cardinals lineup was in 2021, I mean, it was primarily almost always right-handers and two switch hitters um, and, and Dylan Carlson and Tommy Edmond. So I think a left-handed bat would truly be beneficial just to shake it up. But I think a lot will – I think that they will eventually spend that money. We have to look at, at – payroll right now and look at how many of the current key players are due for a raise like we know that Nolan Arnato's contract is no longer going to be as deferred and the Cardinals are going to take on more of that in 2022 we look at guys like Flaherty and Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill um, and, and they're all primed for raises too so the Cardinals have to be smart in allocating those resources and also finding a bat that complements what they need and that's why I think their their prospect depth is so important here I mean Lars Newbar, I thought, had a fantastic second-half campaign. You know, I think he has a lot of promise. Juan Yepes, what he did in the AFL, that was great, too. But I also certainly understand the fans' allure of just trying to get a big name, kind of shake it up, and, and find some that impact bat where you're not betting on it. You don't have to bet on a young guy finding his footing. You go get a proven, established veteran that knows that there's prestige around and, and that you can count on. I think if they can find a balance of those two, and that will certainly be aided by the universal DH, they're in a much better spot. Yeah, I'm not ruling out Trevor Story, I guess, completely. I, I don't think they're going to throw that kind of money at Carlos Correa. I think it depends on what Story's parameters are at that point when, when those negotiations reopen. But I believe John Mosellock when he says that they want to give Paul DeYoung another chance. By the way, they have Amanda Sosa sitting right there, right? And Nolan Gorman and, of course, Tommy mm-hmm. Edmond. I mean, that, there's four pretty good infielders right there. I believe them uh, when he when he says that. I, I think a good bench bat like that would be uh, a whopper of an addition. So we'll see. When I say like that, like I, in my mind, I think Schwarber, but that doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be. Right. But that prototype yeah. is certainly alluring, and, and I get it. And you know, there's no shame in, in looking at those 
four middle infielders. You know, Ollie Marmol has already said that he's planning on using a platoon and playing the matchups. I know Gorman has a lot to prove, and it's easy to get hyped for a number one prospect, but I believe Mo also when he says that they want to give Paul Dean another chance. And I know that may be aggravating to some to some fans, but when you think about how they can best play the matchup and, and slot different guys where, I think it makes sense. That is Katie Wu of The Athletic from My Garage, the Garage Happy Hour on the KMOX Sports Facebook page. It's also on the KMOX Sports Twitter account. Really appreciated having her. That was a fun conversation. If you want to hear the entire thing, watch the entire thing. You can do that in those places. Next week, we're going to move it up a day on Wednesday. This coming week, Wednesday, it's going to be Hall of Famer Chris Pronger on the Garage Happy Hour making his second appearance. I can't wait the visit with prongs on the garage happy hour we will do that when we come back we'll update you on the college football playoff selections if you haven't heard we'll tell you who's one through four and we'll see if they announce at that point where mizzou is going no announcement yet that i'm aware of that's next sports on a sunday morning on kmox there's a high fly ball welcome back to the meyer jensen sports on a sunday morning and it's a gutter big fly Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, a couple minutes left. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. The college football playoff committee has spoken. If you have not heard, this is the matchup. Cincinnati will play Alabama. In the Cotton Bowl, but the Cotton Bowl is played in Jerry's World. That is AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That will be the matchup. Cincinnati and Alabama. Alabama the one, Cincinnati the four in the college football playoff on New Year's Eve. The second game will be played in the Orange Bowl, which is at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. That will be the number two seed Michigan and the number three seed Georgia. So, again, Cincinnati, Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan. Cincinnati, by the way, is the first team to break through the college football playoff glass ceiling. They make college football's Final Four from a non-Power Five. They're the first team to do it. They won the American Athletic Conference. They're 13-0, and and you can gripe all you want, and I did for a while. I said they're not worthy of the top four, but you know what I did say is that if they just keep winning, it won't matter. And they kept on winning. Yes, they beat my Indiana Hoosiers, but Indiana turned out to be not good. They were 2-10 and ten this year. They beat Notre Dame, and that's a big win, as it turns out, and really helped them. Notre Dame finished 5, by the way, and Ohio State 6. So they're the only unbeaten team in the country, Cincinnati. And their reward is they play Alabama. <laughs> the defending national champions. And I am curious to see what the spread is. Do we have spreads on that yet, James? I don't see it. But my guess would be Bama by a couple of touchdowns. And my guess would be Georgia by about a field goal. But we'll see if I'm right on that. If I were an odds maker, that's what I would do. Congratulations to St. Mary's, a 56 to nothing win in the class three state championship. I'm Tom Ackerman. The Chiefs and the Broncos tonight at 720 on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.